The views expressed on this special broadcast of the Take 12 radio show do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting or its affiliates. KHLT is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Opinionated 12 stepologist, the Monty Man. Well, greetings, family and friends of recovery, and all of you who have tuned into this station. Welcome to a very special show. This is the Monty Man, and I am proud to be featuring the Take 12 Radio's top 26 drug and alcohol addiction awareness songs of all time. Well, a few months ago, I received an email from a listener who has been tuning into our station for the last 10 years. Her letter reads, Dear Monty Man, Though I've been listening to your show since the first day you began broadcasting, this is the first time I have written. I was wondering if you could put together a collection of songs that reflect addiction and alcoholism. I know there must be a lot of groups out there that wrote about this painful subject, and was hoping you could help me to find who they are. If you have time, I would really appreciate it. Best and regards, your friend, Star. Well, Star, you have inspired me. So after some digging and plunging into the world of social networking and talking with so many of my listeners, I have compiled just such a collection of the top 26 songs over the years that folks have requested dealing with the topic of addiction. So hold on tight. We're about to go on a musical journey that will surely bring back memories for many folks and open the ears of today's listeners who may have never heard some of these gems. Well, beginning at number 26 is a song about a drug-addicted veteran with a purple heart and his death by overdose. It appeared on the singer's 1971 debut album. The song was originally titled Great Society Conflict Veterans Blues. The most familiar refrain in this song is there's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes. Here's John Prine with Sam Stone. Sam Stone came home to his wife and family after serving in the conflict overseas And the time that he served Had shattered all his nerves And left a little shrapnel in his knee But the morphine eased the pain And the grass grew around his brain 
Sam Stone's welcome home didn't last too long. He went to work when he'd spent his last dime. album, released in 1968, featured mostly original material. Amongst their songs is a piece which still stands out today as a warning about the dangers of amphetamine use. Here's Canned Heat with their song, Amphetamine Annie, coming in at number 25. This is a song with a message. I want to tell you all a story about this chick I know. They call her Amphetamine Anna. She's always shoveling snow. I sat her down and told her, I told her crystal clear. I don't mind you getting high, but there's one thing you should feel. Your mind might think it's flying, baby, on those little pills, but you ought to know. 
is a song written by Stevie Nicks and performed by British-American music group Fleetwood Mac. It was first featured on the band's 1975 album entitled Fleetwood Mac. It would be Nicks' first original contribution to the band upon her joining. A live version was released as a single 23 years later from the live reunion album The Dance. This version reached number 51 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and number 10 on the Adult Contemporary chart. Landslide was certified gold in October 2009 for sales of over 500,000 copies in the U.S. According to FleetwoodMacNews.com, Landslide has sold 1,315,950 copies in the United States as of February 2013. Here's Stevie with Landslide. I took my love and I took it down I climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection in the Covered hills till the landslide brought me down. Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? 
child within my heart rise above Can I sail through the changing ocean tides Can I handle the seasons of my life Oh, I don't know Oh, I don't know Well, I've been afraid of changing Cause I built my life around you But time makes you bolder Children get older I'm getting older too So to mistaken that voice for anyone other than Stevie Nicks. Well, considered one of the earliest anti-drug pop songs, number 23 was composed and released during an era in which pro-hippie, pro-experimentation, and other counterculture themes were gaining popularity on U.S. FM radio stations. The song's message was consequently perceived as outdated by the emerging youth counterculture, as popular artists ranging from the Beatles 
to Jefferson Airplane had written songs whose themes sharply contrasted that of this piece. However, the song has received generally positive reviews by music critics in the decades since its release. In 2004, it was ranked number 400 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Here's Paul Revere and the Raiders with Kicks. Right last night But when you wake up in the morning The world still gets you uptight Well, there's nothing better You ain't tried To fill the emptiness inside When you come back down, girl Still ain't feeling right And don't it seem like Kids just keep getting harder to find station at number 22 of our countdown, Grateful Dead lyricist Robert Hunter came up with the line, driving that train high on cocaine. Casey Jones, you'd better watch your speed, which he wrote down and shoved into his pocket. He didn't think of it as part of a song until he looked at it later and decided to complete the lyrics. Casey Jones is very loosely based on the real-life happenings of the heroic engineer Casey Jones, who was the subject of the famous 1902 song, The Ballad of Casey Jones. It was doubtful that Jones was high on cocaine when he took over the train, and although his life was ended when he was hit by a train traveling the wrong way, he did sacrifice his life so that those on board could be saved. Now... The Grateful Dead singing Casey Jones. Casey Jones, watch your speed. Trouble ahead, 
centuries, alcohol has been referred to as spirits, and possessing this bottle of the elixir is none other than the man himself, Lucifer. In their eighth album, Leonard Skinner featured mostly acoustic instrumentation, as well as Ronnie Van Sant's younger brother, Johnny, as lead vocalist. Coming in as number 21 on our countdown is Devil in the Bottle. There's a devil in the bottle Stand straight at me Down me to reach out But I know he's testing me If I take just one sip I become that devil's son Act a fool and sell my soul Before God and everyone Oh Lord I know I only hurt the ones I love
devil tries to get the best of me. I smash that bottle against the wall and know I'm finally free. devil can stay in that bottle and that bottle can stay corked. Thank you very much. Well, from SRV's The Sky is Crying album, this next song is still recognized as one of Blue's more popular anti-alcohol consumption songs. Arriving at number 20 on our countdown is Stevie Ray Vaughan singing Life by the Drop. Vaughn, how we miss his music and his talent. Few play the blues quite as well. 
Well, Ringo Starr's cover of this next song, written by Hoyt Axton and David Jackson, was included on his 1974 album, Goodnight Vienna. The song was released in the U.S. in January 1975. It was a number one hit in Canada and a number three hit in the U.S. It describes progressive attempts to sell Colombian marijuana, Spanish cocaine, and Tennessean moonshine to a recovered addict who refuses it all. Here's Ringo Starr with number 19, The No-No Song. humble opinion, you'd have to be under the influence of some mind-altering substance to not get a kick out of that song. Well, coming up at number 18 on our countdown is one of my personal favorites. This is a song written by American rock band Guns N' Roses. Slash relates that the song was begun by him and Izzy Stradlin while they were at Izzy's and his girlfriend's apartment. He states that they were sitting around complaining about being heroin addicts when they started improvising lyrics and music. The title of the song is a slang term for heroin. The lyrics make a clear reference to the tolerance that the drug causes in the verse that says, I used to do a little, but a little wouldn't do, so the little got more and more. I just keep trying to get a little better, said a little better than before. 
When they had the lyrics all together, they wrote it down on the back of a grocery bag and brought it to Axl Rose. Slash said that the lyrics describe a typical day in the life of Slash and Izzy. Here's Guns and Roses with Mr. Brownstone. they end that song well coming in at number 17 on our countdown 
is a song by British rock band Def Leppard. It is the first single and seventh track from their debut album, On Through the Night. The recording featured on the single is a different version from the On Through the Night LP. This alternate single-only version has never been released on a Def Leppard CD. The song's title? Wasted.
are listening to the Top 26 Countdown of the Most Popular Drug and Alcohol Addiction Awareness Songs of All Time here at Take12Radio.com, Recovery Talk, and Positive Music. And coming in at song number 16, this piece of music was conceived after the band Black Sabbath had observed a growing number of U.S. soldiers arriving in England in the late 1960s from the Vietnam War with severe drug addictions. Originally appearing as the sixth song on their second album, Paranoid, Hand of Doom is generally played at their live concerts.
switching gears and genres here i've got a special treat from you coming in at number 15 in our countdown cole porter wrote our next song which was first sung in 1934 in the broadway musical anything goes and then in the 1936 film of the very show originally sung by ethel merman it has been covered by dozens of prominent performers most famously frank sinatra Coming in at number 15, here is the Rat Pack's own Frank Sinatra singing, I Get a Kick Out of You. I get no kick from champagne Mere alcohol, it doesn't move me at all So tell me why should it be true that I get a kick out of you Some like the bop-type refrain I'm sure that if I heard even one riff T'would bore me terrifically too Yet I get a kick out of you I get a kick Every time I see you standing there before me I get a kick, though it's clear to me You obviously don't adore me I get no kick in a plane Flying too high with some gal in the sky Yet I get a kick out of you
kick every time I see you standing there before me. I get a kick, though it's clear to me you obviously do not adore me. I get no kick in a plane. Flying too high with some gal in the sky is my idea of nothing to do. Yet I get a kick, yes, I get a kick, yes, I get a kick. is just phenomenal. Nobody does it better than Frank Sinatra. Well, also known as Don't Don't Do It, number 14 in our countdown is a hip-hop funk song by Grandmaster Flash. The song, which warns against the dangers of cocaine addiction and drug smuggling, is on a different plane than most of the songs in our top 26. Here's Grandmaster Flash with White lines. Fun, baby.
was the driven snow. And now I'm having fun, baby. It's getting kind of low.
Say whatever you want to about that song, but Grandmaster Flash will get you moving and off your feet. White lines. All right. We're almost at the halfway point. And to take us out before the break is number 13 on our countdown. A song by the rock band The Black Crows from their 1990 debut album, Shake Your Money Maker. And it was released as the album's fourth single. The song made it to 30 on the U.S. Hot 100 and is based on a goth girl in Atlanta who was into heroin. Here's She Talks to Angels. the word addiction in certain company Yes, she tell you she's an orphan after you meet her family
Absolutely beautiful and extremely well done. Well, listen, it's time that we take a break to introduce you to the folks that sponsored this broadcast. And when we come back, number 12 on our countdown, it's from the album Second Helping. Can you guess who the group is? Can you guess what the song's title is? Find out when we come back. As men and women who have recovered from utterly hopeless states of addiction ourselves, we know all too well what it's like to battle addiction daily. We are Origins Recovery Centers. Here at Origins, we have taken that which we have learned along the way, excised anything unhelpful and unnecessary, infused it with the latest medical research and innovative therapeutic methods, and created what we know to be the absolute gold standard in substance abuse treatment. And Origins provides the most preeminent aftercare and relapse prevention program available in the United States. For a free confidential clinical assessment, call toll-free 888-843-8935. That's 888-843-8935. Origins, delivering real solutions for real families. Hey, it's Artie Kornfeld, and you're listening to Take 12 Radio, Recovery Talk, and Positive Music. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm your host, The Monty Man, here on the top 26 of the most popular alcohol and addiction awareness songs of all time, according to Take 12 Recovery Radio. And by the way, a little piece of trivia, the voice you heard on the station identification was that of Artie Kornfeld, the founder of Woodstock. Well, before we left for the break, I asked you to guess the name of the group behind the album Second Helping and the song we are about to play. If you guessed Leonard Skinner, you'd be correct. Second Helping is a 1974 album by the group. It was the band's second album and featured its biggest hit single, Sweet Home Alabama. The band would quickly be known for several anti-drug songs, one of which is number 12, The Needle and the spoon.
Alrighty then, there that is there. Thank you, Leonard Skinner. Hey, listen, you cannot have a broadcast that includes addiction awareness music without including Pink Floyd. As with the other songs on the album The Wall, this song tells a segment of the story about Pink, the album's protagonist. This song has to do with Pink's battle to handle the world. The lyrics feature interplay between a doctor treating Pink and Pink's thoughts. Coming in at number 11, here is the group's iconic song, Comfortably Numb. Can you stand up? I 
Well, gearing up at number 10 on our countdown, the album Only Visiting This Planet was recorded by Larry Norman in 1972. The album was selected as the second album in CCM Magazine's The 100 Greatest Albums in Christian Music. In April 2014, the album was announced as one of the 25 sound recordings inducted for 2013 into the Library of Congress National Recording Registry. Among the songs in this album is a song suggesting that Jesus would be a better alternative than mind-altering substances. Here's the father of Christian rock, Mr. Larry Norman, with his song, 
Why don't you look into Jesus? Sipping whiskey from a paper cup You drown your sorrows till you can't stand up Take a look at what you've done to yourself Why don't you, you put the bottle back on the shelf Yell a finger from your cigarettes Your hands are shaking while your body sweats Why don't you look into Jesus He got the answer Rounding the corner at number nine is a song by the English rock band The Verve. 
written by Richard Ashcroft, and is featured on their third album, Urban Hymns. Ashcroft wrote the song in early 1995. He briefly mentioned it in an interview at the time, relating it to his own drug usage. There's a new track I've just written, he says. It goes, the drugs don't work, they just make me worse, and I know I'll see your face again. That's how I'm feeling at the moment. They make me worse, man, but I still take them. Out of boredom and frustration, you turn to something else to escape. Well, that's from the horse's mouth. Here's the verb with the drugs don't work. talk of getting old It's getting me down my love Like a cat in a bag waiting to drown This time I'm coming down And I hope you're thinking of me you lay down on your side Now the trucks don't work They just make you worse But I know I'll see your face again Now the trucks don't work They just make you worse But I know I'll see your face again But I know I'm on a losing streak Cause I've passed down my old street And if you want to show Then just let me know And I'll sing in your ear again Now the trucks don't work They just make you worse But I
countdown demands that you get on your dancing shoes for this very special version of this song. According to Huey Lewis, he wrote the song in only a few minutes. Lewis says, I was on the way to my attorney's house and I thought of it in the car. I pulled up and walked in. I said, Bob, give me a piece of paper. I got to write this down. When the similarities between this song and the theme song for the 1984 film Ghostbusters were heard, Huey Lewis sued Ray Parker Jr. for plagiarism, claiming that Parker had stolen the melody from this song we're about to play. Lewis had been approached to compose the main theme song for the film, but had to decline because of his work on the soundtrack for Back to the Future. The two parties settled out of court. Here's Huey Lewis on the news with I Want a New Drug.
Well, moving on, from Styx, the Grand Illusion album, comes our next song, song number seven in our countdown, and was written by guitarist Tommy Shaw. It was originally based on Shaw's initial perception of Styx keyboardist Dennis DeYoung, an angry young man, who viewed the group's successes with a weary eye and grew angry or depressed with every setback. It was only in later years that Shaw began to see himself in the lyrics, and the song took on a more personal meaning to him. While within the recovery community, folks have suggested that this song speaks to them of the lies they tell themselves about their drug and alcohol use while in the grips of denial. Here's Sticks at number seven with Fooling Yourself.
I always appreciate a good song by Styx, my personal favorite rock group of all time. Well, coming on at number six is a rock song written by Hoyt Axton, made popular by the 1969 movie Easy Rider, which used Steppenwolf's version to accompany the opening scenes showing drug trafficking. The lyrics of this song distinguish between a dealer in drugs, such as marijuana, who will sell you lots of sweet dreams, and a pusher of hard drugs, such as heroin, a monster who doesn't care if you live or if you die. Here's Steppenwolf performing The Pusher.
ending and very much to the point. Well, number five in our countdown is a song written by Ronnie Van Zant and guitarist Alan Collins. It was released in 1977 on the album Street Survivors. At the time the song was written, the band had been drinking and doing many different drugs. Van Zant had said that he started drinking heavily to relieve the pressure of performing in front of large audiences. Van Zant's inspiration for the song was the increasingly reckless indulgences of the band members, culminating in the evening when guitarist Gary Rosenton got drunk and high and survived the crash of his new car into an oak tree along Mandarin Road in Jacksonville, Florida, where the band was founded. Van Sant was thus inspired to write the song as a warning about the consequences of careless overuse of drugs and alcohol. Here's Leonard Skinner's That Smell. <laughs>
song up is again by the Monty Man's favorite band. This is a song by Styx that appears on the Paradise Theater album released in 1981. Number four in our countdown is a song that is about the helplessness of cocaine addiction. Alternating between slow, brooding verses and a faster, harder-edged chorus representing the addict cycle of highs and lows. This song was written by Dennis DeYoung and James Young with uncredited lyrics by Tommy Shaw. Young and Shaw share lead vocal duties. The single reached number 22 on the mainstream rock tracks chart. Here is Snowblind by Styx. Bye. 
All right. So one of the top three most requested drug and alcohol addiction awareness songs of all time. Well, here we are at number three. This song was written by Joe Walsh, Glenn Frey, and Don Henley, and recorded by the American rock band The Eagles on their 1976 studio album, Hotel California. It tells the story of a couple that takes their excessive lifestyle to the edge. On In the Studio with Redbeard, Glenn Frey revealed that the title came to him one day when he was riding on the freeway with a drug dealer known as The Count. Frey asked the dealer to slow down, and the response was, What do you mean? It's life in the fast lane. In that same interview, Frey indicated that the song's central riff was played by Walsh while the band was warming up in rehearsals, and Walsh was told to keep that. It's a song. Here's Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles.
To the top two most requested drug and alcohol addiction awareness songs, it will probably be no surprise to most of you which songs they are. Coming in at number two is a song written and recorded in 1976 by J.J. Cale, who was until then a little-known country blues singer with a particular relaxed style. Both Kale and the song became famous when a hugely successful cover version was recorded, well, by, you guessed it, Mr. Eric Clapton. Clapton says, It's no good to write a deliberate anti-drug song and hope that it will catch on, because the general thing is that people will be upset by that. It would disturb them to have someone else shoveling something down their throat. So the best thing to do is offer something that seems ambiguous, that on study or on reflection actually can be seen to be anti, which the song Cocaine is actually an anti-cocaine song. If you study it or look at it with a little bit of thought from a distance or as it goes by, it just sounds like a song about cocaine. But actually, it is quite cleverly anti cocaine. Well, my friends, here's Mr. Clapton singing Cocaine.
All right. Well, it's time to reveal the number one most requested drug and alcohol addiction awareness song of all time. I'm going to take a few seconds to explain some facts about this song. But before I do, I'm not going to keep you in wait any longer. The number one most requested song is, may I have a drum roll, please? The Needle and the Damage Done. Are you surprised? I didn't think so. Well, this is a song by Neil Young that describes the descent into heroin addiction of musicians that he personally knew. It was written about the heroin use of his crazy horse guitarist, Danny Witten, and previews the theme of Tonight's the Night, a song that addresses the heroin overdose and death of Bruce Berry, a roadie for Young and his band Crazy Horse. The Needle and the Damage Done first appeared on the Harvest album in 1972. The song was recorded live rather than in the studio. It appears on the compilation albums Decade and Greatest Hits. On the handwritten liner notes included in Decade, Young had this to say about the song. I am not a preacher, but drugs killed a lot of great men. Well, a recording of the song from 1971 was part of the 2007 album Live at Massey Hall, 1971. The album captured Young's introduction of his song thus. Ever since I left Canada about five years ago or so and moved down south, found out a lot of things that I didn't know when I left. Some of them are good and some of them are bad. Got to see a lot of great musicians before they happened, before they became famous. You know, when they were just gigging, five and six sets a night, things like that. And I got to see a lot of them, great musicians who nobody ever got to see for one reason or another. But, strangely enough, the real good ones that you never got to see was because of <sighs> heroin. And that started happening over and over. Then it happened to someone that everyone knew about. So, I just wrote a little song. Well, closing out our countdown at number one, here's Neil Young with The Needle and the Damage Done. Knocking at my cellar door I love you baby Can I have some more Ooh, the damage done I hit the city And I lost my band I watched the needle Take another man Gone Because I love the man I know that some of you 
to keep from running out. I've seen the needle and the damage done, a little part of it in everyone, but every junkie's like a setting Well, that's our special broadcast. A special thank you to our listener and my friend, Star, for sending us an email requesting us to put this collection together. I hope you've all enjoyed it as much as I have. It's been a real honor to be able to bring to you the top 26 drug and alcohol addiction awareness songs most requested of all time. My friends, Please check out our website at Take12Radio.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com forward slash Monty Meyer. That's M-O-N-T-Y-M-E-Y-E-R. And join us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Take12Radio. That's T-A-K-E, the number 12, radio. Until our next broadcast. I am wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.